Hello friends of Solar Body Alchemy, how are you? It's uh, Valentina from Dublin and it's Kate from England. So today is on Tuesday and uh, thank you so much for being with us on a different day but we have a very exciting theme prepared for you. So we have spoken at length about uh, Libra and relationships last week but this week actually we are going to go a little bit deeper and we are going to explore why we are seeking certain things in relationships that we could give that we could give us ourselves so why we get lost in relationships sometimes and as kate explained it last week libra is all about relationships so kate Tell us a little bit more about Libra, about relationships, about the wonderful sign that sometimes gets lost a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So it is Libra season and um, Libras are, they're the scales, aren't they? So they, um, they like things to be in balance. Um, and the best way to learn about being in balance is in relationship with another person. Because that's kind of how, how we calibrate how we are, yeah. really. Um you, you might be able to be in your own company and, and annoy yourself sometimes, but generally we're all right on our own. It's only when we come into a relationship with other people that we think, oh God, that's annoying me, or oh God, that's amazing. Or, and and we, we kind of reflect back about ourselves. So Libra is very, very relationship focused because they've got this, um, this harmonizing quality within them. Mm. Um, and in relationship, Libras can often, um, they, they will seek in a partner mm -hmm. what they need in themselves yes. to an extent. So, uh, and we all do this to some degree, but Libras um, do it especially mm -hmm. um, because they're the opposite sign of Aries. And Aries is very much, this is me, this is my identity. I know who I am and what I want and that's where I'm going. And the opposite of that is Libra that says, but what do you want? What, what can I do for you? How can we stay in relationship that's completely harmonious? Um, and to some extent, both extremes are unrealistic because you can't have everything your way and you can't completely please other people the whole time. Yes. So we're kind of somewhere in between the two in healthy relationship where we say, um, these are my needs and um, every relationship has got some kind of conditional quality to it. So... Yeah. Um, you might have preferences within a partner and some of them are concrete game changers if they're not there and some of them you've got a little bit of flexibility with them um, and relationships are also about compromise they are yeah um, but one of the things to really know about ourselves is are we seeking something from another person first instead of saying can I actually give that to mm. myself because you kind of you need to set a standard. The problem is with Libras, sometimes people walk over Libras. Libras are very charming, very yes. charming. They can kind of get what they want, but they're people pleasers. So they can be easily um, manipulated to some degree. But can I be a little bit provocative now? Uh, I will, I'm just wondering, you know, because you said charming and they can be, um, they can give you everything you want, but could also be that a way of, Libra getting what they want, you know, by manipulating you. Totally, because it's um, 
it's an inverted Aries, really, because Aries says, this is what I want. And Libra says, this is what I want, but I'm going to go round the houses. Okay. In a kind of, because I want you to get what you want, but I want to stay in relationship. Libra's hard wives just want to stay in relationship. Oh, okay. Um, and a Libra might move from one relationship straight into the next relationship because that kind of independent part is um, not as well honed as it is with Aries. So they might well slightly manipulate the situation mm -hmm. so that they can get their needs met because they don't want to um, uh, jeopardize the connection. And actually, um, you raised a very good point before, Kate, when you said that, you know, um, they, they are kind of always looking for someone to give them what they want. And that the fact that they jump from a relationship to a relationship, it almost feels like they are a little bit afraid of being on their own. Like they don't feel that they are strong enough to hold themselves, to give themselves what they need and what they want. Yeah, and this is the difference between um, Aries and, and Libra. Aries will tell you what they want. They'll, they'll be quite explicit. Yeah. And um, Libra might not know what they want because they're thinking of the other the whole time. Yeah. And what we can find in relationship is we really get to know ourselves when we're in relationship with another person. Mm -hmm. um, and we can end up in compromised relationships. So say, for example... Um, I might not be very assertive. And so I might seek a partner who's assertive so they can do that for me. So that we kind of get in, into like a compromised bargain relationship and I might be very um, empathic or empathetic and they might not be. So they take their emotional intelligence from me mm -hmm. and vice versa. So we can end up in relationships sometimes swapping what the other doesn't have. But it's really worth looking at what is it that you're attracted to in another person? Because is that a true attraction or is that something that actually you could cultivate in yourself? And therefore, what, what you're actually seeking in relationship is, is um, partnership, where you're two yeah. whole people enjoying life together. Yes. Rather than feeling like you're in deficit if that person isn't around. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that the best relationships are actually the ones where the partner teaches you, you know, the, 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 to, to cultivate those qualities that are not naturally yours. Yeah. And, you know, it might be perhaps a food for thought, thinking about if you are in a relationship that starts to go bad when you start to thrive, perhaps there is something wrong in the relationship. Because it's like, it feels like your partner wants you to be in a box. And mm. once you are out of the box, it's like, you know, the, the power dynamic changes. And the, the, that's when the relationship starts to, you know, to, to, to go bad, basically. Well, sometimes people are happy with us how we are. Yes. And um, especially if you're on a journey of personal development, you're, you are constantly evolving and changing and growing and expanding. Yes. And... Sometimes um, people are able to match that rhythm. Um, and sometimes one of us moves forwards, one of us moves backwards, or one of us keeps going this way, the other doesn't. And, and this is where relationships can become a bit frayed if they've been um, based on the missing aspects of ourself. 
if that makes sense. So if, if you're not feeling strong and you find a strong partner you can lean on and then you develop your own core strength and you suddenly think, well, hang on a minute, I'm not attracted to that quality anymore because we're the same. Yeah. And you find yourself attracted to something else in someone else because there's another part of you that um, this is where we can start to get a sense of what are we finding attractive in other people because it's something actually that needs reflection in ourselves first and foremost i um, agree it's a, it's a lovely lovely way of looking at relationships because the first relationship actually is the one that we have with ourselves so by working on what our needs are what we look in other people you know it, it's a it's a lovely way of actually giving us probably a much better understanding of what we need in ourselves and we're kind of doing it mm. with solar body alchemy month by month uh borrowing mm. the qualities of, of the different signs so yeah. um so for example if you really don't like people who are um assertive and you think they're um arrogant in april when we focus on aries <laughs> month there might be you might think, I just don't like being around Aries, you know? Yeah. And then when you get to really understand what's that about, you might think, wow, actually, I'm going to go and find myself an Aries because that quality is something I need to cultivate. Yes. I need to understand. Absolutely. 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 And you make me smile every time that we speak about, we talk about Libra. When you say that we find Libra where there is chaos. Yes. Because it's like they need to to bring balance into chaos, and it's such. Um, sometimes it's so counter counterintuitive because Libra comes come across like a sign that it's so sweet and so charming and so you know um, balanced, and you find them in situations that are neither charming nor nor balanced nor you know nor nice. But I guess that it's one of the many contradictions of this uh, of this star sign. Well, Libra needs it, it's innate for them to uh, to harmonize, to to be diplomatic, and you can't be diplomatic unless people are arguing. <laughs> so Libra is brilliant in you know really stressful situations because mm -hmm. they go, "This is why I'm here. I am here mm -hmm. to help you to find some kind of a um, a healthy." A healthy um, homeostasis plateau, whatever it might be. Balance, really. Absolutely, and um, I know this from I've got some some Libra friends who've got like a lot of Libra in their charts, and when things are peaceful, mm -hmm. Libras will swing one way or the other. It's quite fascinating. Oh, if you've wow. got a Libra in a very peaceful place, um, it, they try and uh, they try and create a little bit of mis mischief. <laughs> so much because mm. in relationship we come in contact with this this difficult um chaotic emotional self mm. because it gets deep into our attachments and uh and our understanding of uh, love are we lovable yeah. how do we give and receive love and you know what actually um also part of my background is arts actually is performing mm. arts so theater and i've always noticed how how many actors and actresses actually are born under the sign of Libra and now that I think of it now that we are talking about it it really makes makes me think how they are ready 
to lose their balance, who they are, so they can throw themselves into the character that they are impersonating. Which is, yeah. you know, perhaps it's another um, aspect of, of design. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's time to borrow some of this understanding of Libra. Journal, uh, pen, I'm ready. Good. Because <laughs> what we're going to do um, this evening, I'm loving that it's a Tuesday. I don't I feel different. It's Tuesday. <laughs> and we are out of balance. I'm out of balance. <laughs> See, the Libra, the Libra influence. Yeah, well, my Mars is in Libra, so I'm good with that. Okay, okay. Well, I have my, actually, my husband, rising sign is in Libra. Ah, your rising sign really is who you truly are. So that's a, that's a fascinating place to have yes. to see uh, as the rising sign. Uh, okay, right. What we're going to do mm-hmm. is we're going to focus on who our ideal partner is, is to really get a sense of um, what are these qualities because we're looking for them in us first and foremost. Um, some of those things obviously you need to be in relationship to experience, um, but it's because the feeling is in you. Okay, so even when you're in contact with another person, um, say for example, sexuality, you need a partner to experience some of those dynamics, but the partnership, the feeling of the connection is in. It's a felt sense in your body. Okay. So when we're focusing now, as we talk about, um, as we explore who is the perfect partner, no holds bars, okay? You can be as, as unrealistic as, as, you know... As we want. ...eyes of, of reality. Okay. Okay. Let's get into a bit of a meditative state just so we can start to, to tune in a bit more with our our emotional self and uh, you can either let yourself be seated or you can lie down, whatever you're more comfortable with. And start to get yourself a little bit more settled. If it's comfortable for you, you can close your eyes. Or just find a point to focus on where you've got a soft gaze. And letting your focus be with your physical body. And just noticing where your attention goes to as I say that. And for whatever reason, so you might be aware of your body resting on the surface it's on. drawn to different temperatures of your body. There might be a place that feels quite warm or maybe a bit cold. And starting to scan through your body, so from the top of your head down to your feet, 
and just wandering down the body, noticing any sensations. Might be some places where there's stiffness or a little ache. Or you might feel the texture of your clothing in some places that are obvious. Noticing the places that you linger that little bit longer. Also noticing the places where you find yourself feeding up or drifting past. So just noticing the rhythm of your breathing. And there's nothing that you need to adjust. You're just noticing any movement in your ribcage, any movement in your belly. When you feel like you've explored all the parts of your body in this moment, noticing how they are in the room that you're in. You can let your eyes open if they've been closed or if you've had a soft gaze. Then your eyes fully open and getting your pen and paper. And what I'd like you to do is now just to start to write down your ideal partner and their qualities. And you can just start writing now. And I'm just going to give a few examples as we go, just to prompt you. So what is the, what does your ideal partner do for a vacation or a job? What's their career? If they have one. It might be a millionaire who doesn't need to work. <laughs> and if they are working, how often are they at work? Do you, do you not see them a lot because they're constantly working? Or have they got the type of job where they're around with you all the time? And how old is this perfect partner? What's their background? Are they a foreigner? Do they have a big family? Or are they from your culture? Do they have 
maybe not much contact with their family. And what are some of the things that they do when they're not working in their spare time? Do they travel? Do they read or watch films? What's the genre? Are they active? Do they play sport? Or do they go to the gym? Do they look after their physical body in a certain way? So it might be that they dress a certain way. They may have their hair a certain way. They might go to the gym and train their muscles to look a certain way. Do they have a big friendship circle? Or are they the type of person who's got a few close friends but actually would rather spend more time with you? Do they want children? Have they got children from a previous relationship? What are their future plans, aspirations and goals? And it might also help to think about what are some of the things that really annoy you with someone you're in relationship with? So your perfect partner's not doing those things. So it might be that they're always on time. Uh, or it might be that they cook and wash up. You don't have to worry about that. You just do it. It might be that your perfect partner just seems to know what you need or buys you gifts or is physically demonstrative. So they might be very affectionate. Now, perhaps you don't like that, so what is it that you need physically from your partner? What's their um, sexual preference? And what are some of the things that you see yourself doing with this perfect partner? What would you be doing with them? If you were with them right now, where would you be going? How would your life be? I'm just spending the last minute adding anything else in that may be coming to mind as a result of going through some of these questions.
And now what I'd like you to do is have a look at the list that you've created. And just let your eyes hover over the page. You might have drawn pictures or whatever it is. And I want you to underscore or highlight in some way the things that really matter to you the most out of what this perfect partner would be. Just pick like the top three or top four. And having a look at, just look at one of them for, for now, like the most important one out of the ones that you've highlighted. And I want you to look at what you've written down. Let your eyes close for a moment. And imagine that perfect partner and you receiving whatever that, whatever that thing is that you've written down. So it might be um, that you're traveling with each other or your perfect partner's got a a physical shape that you're really attracted to, or whatever it is that you've highlighted to. And I want you to notice what's happening in your body as you imagine that quality in that partner and how that makes you feel about that relationship with that quality. Sometimes we feel a bit giddy with excitement if we're attracted to something or you might have a feeling in your stomach or whatever's, whatever's happening, it's okay. Letting yourself notice how is your body responding to what you've underlined. What is it you're getting from that thing? And when you feel like you've got a sense of that, you can open your eyes. And it might be that, you know, later on you can come back and you can look at all those individual things you've underlined and just say, well, what is it about that that makes me feel so good if, if that's something I had in a partner? And the other layer to this is then saying, can I get that myself? Can I give that to myself? And it, it might be that you can't, so there might be some a piece of work there for you to, to look at some of the blocks to those things. Sometimes we, we think, oh, if I had the perfect partner who was a millionaire, we would travel the world. And those are dreams that you want to travel the world and to be without um, uh, limitations. But why, why, why not do it yourself? Well, what is it about the partner being able to do it for you? you know, there's something in that somewhere. 
That is so interesting, Kate, because sometimes we think that the other person will come along and fix all of our problems. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if, um, because the, the only time we ever really truly experience that is when we're a, a baby. Yeah. We're completely helpless and parent comes along, guardian comes along and gives us everything we need, ideally. Um, if that didn't happen, we can go throughout life feeling like that part of us uh, is hasn't um, evolved beyond needing something to be given to us without mm -hmm. us having to give, um, without us believing that we've got the capacity to give something back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But the beauty of it is that we can. <laughs> we do. Uh, that, that, but that's the thing, and that's um, it. You know, this exercise makes made me feel like. Um, very empowered ah. because okay what, what am I looking for in the other person and I have to say especially a few years ago when I was younger I was much more convinced that oh you know the, the, the prince charming will arrive and he will fix all of my problems when indeed actually we are our own prince charming in a way or princess yeah. charm, charming in this case but it's it's us everything starts with us i mean at, at the end relationships starts from start from us yes absolutely absolutely yeah and uh, and when we do get the whatever it is that we are looking for in ourselves in relationship the feelings that we have about it they're in ourselves so that the person is the catalyst to that, but the fact that you have the feeling to want to be attracted to, you know, it's already it's already an experience within your body. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's like they say, you know, Kate, when you are ready, the right person will appear. Yes. Yeah. 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 What a wonderful theme. Yeah, carry on, carry on with the exercise. It's a good one to keep checking in with yeah. sometimes because when we find ourselves attracted to or even repelled by mm. something in someone, there's there's something that is um, unresolved in ourselves, mm. especially if it's quite disproportionate. So if there's if there's someone that's annoying you and you've got no mm. idea why, but they just are, you know that's. Um, you're giving yourself away when that happens. Mm -hmm. You're losing your power. Yeah. You come back to yourself and say, well, what is this that I'm in contact with that this person has allowed me to, to surface? And, and the same with someone who makes us feel like, wow, they're amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. actually very true. And uh, I, I invite actually everyone who is listening to us, everyone in our audience, especially the ones that are either in a very good relationship or on the opposite, you know, that they are going through perhaps tough times in their relationships. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very important to do this exercise because it can help you to really focus on what attracted you to that person in the first instance. Yes. And the important thing is we cannot change the external. We, we can't change our partners. And to do so is it's um, it's controlling, it's coercive, it's it's um, it's not it's not Libran. <laughs> 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 we can only say, look, 
you know, if, if I had to change everyone out there to suit me, it would be exhausting, you know, 7 billion people in the world or whatever it is. Whereas whatever it is that is coming up in me, I can, I can control that. I can control what rises up in me. So what we're attracted to and what we're repelled by, it keeps coming back to us. Yeah. We're, we're in charge of how we relate to other people. Yeah. Absolutely, Kate. So thank you very much, everyone, for being with us on a Tuesday. So yeah. we will let you know for next week, uh, per perhaps there is a possibility that we will be changing our day from Monday to Tuesday, depending on, on our um, schedules. So mm -hmm. we are trying to work out around it, but we will let you know. So don't worry, you won't miss anything. And uh, we will, if you have any questions, doubts, uh, suggestions, get in touch and uh, we will see you next week.